time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's the Retirement Roadmap Podcast, helping you get a little bit smarter when it comes to your financial and retirement planning life. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can meet in person or remotely by scheduling a time to visit on RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Are you a pre-retiree? Are you making some key mistakes in your financial and retirement preparation? You know, there are some financial planning blunders that are interesting to talk about, but are quite rare in reality. And on the other hand, Glenn, there are some financial planning mistakes that unfortunately happen far too often, and yet they don't get as much publicity as they should. We can help a lot more people if these things are avoided. So we're going to talk about some of those mistakes that pre-retirees make on today's show. Uh, i got a little list here. We'll take them one at a time. First one, investing at age 59, or we could say 60. 61, 62, anywhere in that range, uh, the same way that you invested when you were 39 or you know late 30s, early 40s. Why is that such a key mistake that so many people make? Well, Walter, one of the things that you have to really, really think about is, is that you know when you're looking to transition into retirement, right? You know, we've talked a number of times that you can't really time the market, right? And so markets go up, markets go down. There's economic cycles that you know that that you know have markets move in all different directions. So, you know, you don't know exactly when a market cycle is going to end or a new one is going to begin and, and those types of things. And so, you know, if you, you might not be getting ready, you might not really be getting ready to pull the trigger at 59 or 60, but you're probably within, you know, you know, within a few years of pulling that trigger and, you know, and making those decisions. And, you know, and if you have a lot of risk on with, you know, with, with your entire portfolio, then, you know, and, and you're and you're approaching retirement and you get right there and then suddenly just before you pull the trigger, then we have a significant market correction or a bear market, right? And now suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I thought I had time to make these adjustments, but yet, you know, the, the markets didn't cooperate, so to speak. And that's and that that can cause you to have to put off your retirement for a number of years, you know, and that is that actual scenario is as even is a little bit better, believe it or not, than the than the scenario where maybe you had just retired, you'd already pulled the trigger, but yet you had not repositioned in, in any kind of way. And now you still had a lot of risk on and then the markets, you know, had a big correction or you went into a bear market. And now suddenly the money that you were going to be relying on for income is not the same. It doesn't have the same value that it that it did just a short time ago and now suddenly now you're in a in a real difficult situation because it's like you're going to be depending upon those dollars but the, the there's not as many of them there as what you thought were going to be there and so it's really really important that you begin to think in terms of well I you know as as I as I approach the retirement years those you know those 5 years you know before retirement and the first 5 years of retirement that window of time is probably the most important time, you know, in terms of making sure that, you know, that you're positioned, you know, in a, in a, in a really strong way, because, you know, that, that can really impact, you know, what's going to happen, you know, to, in terms of, you know, how long is your money going to last? Because if in that 10 uh, year window, you know, the, your, your account values drop significantly and you're in a place where you, you know, you're looking to draw money from there. If, you know, if, if that's if that's not what you think thought it was going to be now, suddenly you're you know, you're you're faced with a really, really daunting, you know, dilemma that's just like, OK, well, what do I do? Do I really cut back lifestyle a lot? 
maybe you can do that, maybe you can't do that, right? It just depends on your on who you are and, and how you've planned. But you can kind of see where that that can become a a problematic thing. And obviously, if you if your accounts deplete in the early years more than than you had you know than you had planned for or wanted to, then that makes it much much harder for that money to last you know throughout your retirement years. Are you with me, Walter? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, big, big reason. Uh, a couple of re- big reasons, I should say, why you don't invest at age 59 like you did at age 39. And I'm sure we could continue to add to that list uh, if we had more time. And maybe some of these other things will fall into this category, too. Are you a pre-retiree? Are you making some of these mistakes? Another one is starting Social Security Without a plan or a strategy, some people just get to that magical age, Glenn, 62, 63-ish, and boom, they flip that switch. They want to get that money back as fast as they can. Right. Well, and that happens, Walter. And, you know, and, and there are situations where that, that can possibly be the right strategy, particularly if it's a married couple in certain situations. But what I would always say is, is that you don't really know what's going to be the best strategy until and unless you have evaluated your options and done some analysis, right? And so it's it's really key that that you 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 stop and you and you and you really look at your you know your social security as a real retirement resource. You know, I mean, for for the vast majority of people, it's going to be you know a, a you know a, a good portion of of their retirement money that that's going to be flowing to them on you know for their income and you've got to and you got to want to make sure that you that you're going to go into those decisions with your eyes wide open and and making wise decisions and I and I'm a big advocate that you're it's easier to make wise decisions when you have more information and you know more about what the implications are if you do this versus if you do that and unfortunately, you know, we, we see a number of folks that have you know, that have pulled the trigger without having done that analysis, and oftentimes they 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 live to regret it. You know, I mean, I I like to tell you it's just only been a couple times when I've met with with folks for the first time, and you know, and they and they say, well, you know, hey, you know, we it's it's nice to sit down with you and and you know, and and you know and and chat. Um, and then, then we start get we start asking some questions, and we delve into their particular situation, and we ask we start talking about their social security, and say, well, yeah, I already took that, you know, and I took it, you know, several years ago, and and you know, and then here's all everything else I have, and then and, and you realize it's like, oh my goodness, you know, if we if we'd have just had this conversation a few years ago, you know, we would have been able to strategize, you know, with with you know, and 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 put and put you in a in a better position than than what you currently are. That being said, I mean, we can oftentimes still create, you know, good strategies. But, you know, when you have some of the choices that have already been made that weren't that weren't made strategically or maybe they weren't made with with as much information as, the, as they could have been made with, you end up, you know, in, in a, at a place where, you know, hey, you know, it, it's, it's better if, if we can if we can make those decisions looking at everything in the full context and not just making a snap decision or one of those things where it's like, well, hey, I've been waiting all these years. I'm just going to take it. You know, and, and that's never, the, you know, a good way to be thinking about it. You know, maybe you do take it. But but again, let's do that analysis first so that we know whether or not that's a wise decision and also what are going to be the implications if you do this versus do that. Yeah, it's a good one, Glenn. And I think Social Security is one that a lot of people definitely overlook. And although it's not the central component of a financial or retirement plan, you know, doing it right versus doing it wrong can make a big impact on the overall success of a plan. So don't leave something on the table if there's a better way to go about it. Make sure that that analysis is part of your financial planning. Another great example of a pre-retiree mistake we see all the time, focusing on tax preparation, but not on tax planning. 
Now, that sounds like maybe just a fancy play on words, Glenn, but there's, there's realness behind that conversation. There is, Walter. And yeah, that's a very interesting conversation because an awful lot of times, you know, when I sit down with folks, you know, they have this belief that, well, tax planning and tax aware planning is only there, you know, it only really makes sense for certain people that are, you know, they're like the ultra wealthy or something of that nature, right? And it's like, you know, well, I've always just made the money that I've made, you know, in, in my, you know, for wages and I've put money away in my retirement accounts and I know I'm going to get Social Security. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I mean, it, it, my situation is not all that complicated. I mean, this, this is I, I have I mean, I have what I have. Right. And so when we start to delve into that, you know, one of the biggest pieces of, the, of that puzzle in terms of asking those questions is, you know, when when you start looking at it and say, OK, well, what's your current plan? And then they, you know, it's like, well, I'm planning to take Social Security here. I'm planning to, you know, to wait all a number of years and then and then start taking money out of the IRAs, the 401ks. And it's just like, you know, when we start doing the analysis of that and say, well, in a lot of cases, we say, well, you know, did you realize that if you do it that way, that you are going to, you know, you, you, you could potentially guarantee that your Social Security is going to be taxed for the rest of your life? Whereas if we were to maybe employ some other strategies, we might be able to dramatically reduce the taxation or maybe even eliminate the taxation on your Social Security. You know, and and that comes to a huge surprise to to most folks, and it's just like they did not realize that that you know, that those that those strategies existed for them, and they oftentimes do. And the reason being is is that when you're in your earning years or your accumulation years, for the vast majority of people, I mean, their income stream is their their wages, right? There's their salary, or maybe you know, if there's if it's a married couple, maybe there's there's two uh, paychecks coming into the household. Maybe there's a little interest here or there, and maybe there's some dividends. But but for the most part, I mean, the income stream is their wages, which is treated as ordinary income, right? But then you know, when you when you transition to retirement, well, now not not every you know, income stream is going to be treated the same and not every account is going to be treated the same. So Social Security, we've said a number of times in the past, Social Security is not inherently taxable. It becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you've got or that you have. And so when we started looking at that, it's just like, okay, well, what if we were to position this account this way and we did some calculations in terms of what what are your distributions likely to be? You know, how much income do you need to have? You know, are those distributions going to call, you know, are going to have you know, have your situation be that you have more income than is than, than is allowed in terms of the social security rules that that will keep your that, that can keep your social security from being taxed and if you take those distributions that way it's going to literally push the social security in, into the taxable column or a, or a good portion of the social security in the taxable column those are conversations that we need to have and we need to have them as you know as, as you as you're as you're making those transitions and you're making those thoughts about you know you know how am i going to transition from work to retirement or maybe you've already retired you know and, or one one person in a married couple has already retired you know that's got to be a big piece of the puzzle i mean the social security planning and when to take social security is is not only just a cash flow situation in terms of how much is that benefit going to be that's going to you know that's going to come from social security but it's also 
how is that going to be? How is that Social Security benefit going to get you know get get treated in the tax code when you when you have other income? And 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 then it's a two part question, and sometimes more than two part. But it's it's all interconnected in that holistic plan that we that we work to put together so that you know we can strive to make you as tax efficient as we possibly can. And I can't emphasize that enough that that for so many retirees or soon to be retirees, those planning opportunities are there on the tax side. That the vast majority of folks just don't realize. That's interesting, Glenn. I think uh, tax preparation and tax planning, again, sounds like just a play on words, but it's important to understand the nuance and the difference between those two things. It's really a mentality, and uh, it's important to embrace that tax planning. It needs to become more and more part of your financial strategy, especially as you get older, but really any time is good to make that transition mentally. Uh, another pre-retiree mistake that we see, assuming that most of your retirement health care needs are going to be covered by Medicare. Do you see that a lot, Glenn? People think Medicare will kind of just take care of everything, and, and how right or wrong is that? Well, Walter, again, I mean, it, 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 obviously it depends. I mean, not you know, a lot of folks think in those terms, and Medicare is there for basic health care needs, right? Where we run into the biggest challenges is, we, you know, if we if we go beyond the the you know the basics, you know, going to the doctor and this and that, if we start to get into chronic um, care or long-term care or those types of situations where you know, Medicare only is going to pay for the medical portion. They're not going to pay for that other other portion of of, of needs that, that are there that are that are related to medical in, in a lot of cases, but they're not actually something that's going to be covered by you know Medicare, which is in essence it's health insurance. For, you know, if you're 65 or over, and so you have to think in terms of well, there may be other things that come into play, and you've got to really think in terms of. Hey, you know what? What is you know the the odds are you know pretty strong that you know 50% or more of folks that that, that reach age 65 are going to need some form of long-term care, whether it be you know n- you know nursing home care, you know on you know on just constant care, or maybe it's you know you know some home you know home care. But there's going to be some need you know for for you know for most people to have something of that nature, and that's those those kind of expenses are not really covered by Medicare. And if you don't have a strategy as to, well, what are you going to do if and when this happens, then, you know, you're you're leaving yourself exposed to, you know, undue risk in in a lot of cases because it's like, you know, there are there are ways to hedge that risk and and ways to determine whether or not, you know, it, it makes sense to do, you know, to use this strategy or that strategy. And you can't just, you know, just automatically assume that Medicare is going to take care of it all because it may not do that. I mean, it might it might for some folks, but it's not it's not going to for everybody. And the, the key is, is that if it doesn't, you know, what what is the other you know, what is going to be the cost of chronic, you know, chronic illness care or, or long term care? And, you know, how much of the of your resources will that take? And and, and, and you know, in, in that same vein is thinking about, you know, well, how is that if it ends up taking a lot of your resources or a lot of your nest egg, what's going to then happen to your spouse or to the legacy that you were wanting to leave? And that's a that's a big question mark for a lot of folks that, that there's, there's maybe an it's it's kind of when you're when you're looking at the report card, it's, there's an incomplete there. And then we need to really take a look and see, you know, hey, what can we do to help hedge those risks? All right. One more pre-retiree mistake I think we should cover on today's show, Glenn. Uh, let's say that uh, folks are feeling like they may have, you know, have some lost time. Maybe their accounts were down uh, for whatever reason. They didn't save as much for a period during their working lives. And now they're getting closer to retirement. And they're like, you know what? I need to make up for that lost time. So to do so, I'm going to take on some additional risk 
and hope to reap the reward. Why is that a pre-retiree mistake? And again, do you see that often? Well, Walter, I mean, we see it some. I mean, it, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, folks really need to understand the nature of retirement accounts and what they're designed to do and, and what and what they really can do. You know, um, I, I, I had this conversation a number of times with folks, and it's just like, you know, you, you think in terms of, okay, I have X number of dollars in my retirement account, right? And depending upon, you know, who you're talking to and how much money there's there, some folks are going to think, well, that's not very much. And other folks are going to think that's a lot. And so in, in most cases, it, you know, I kind of try to use the example. I say, like, well, if we if we were able to just, you know, in a, in a kind of make believe that we, if you were able to pile all those dollars onto the desk here, that would be a lot of money. Right. And, and typically, in, in most cases, the, yeah, the answer is yes, it, it would be. But what we've got to think in terms of is, is not necessarily the growth of that account, which that is important. We don't want to completely discount that. But when we're thinking about you know, a retirement account that is designed to create income, what we have to think in terms of is, is how much income can this account create, Right. And so when we start thinking about that and we start having some conversation about, well, what's a withdrawal rate that's reasonable or, you know, or, you know, a safe withdrawal rate. And some folks who have, you know, done some, you know, have, have done some research in this area, they may have come across, you know, the, the idea of the 4% rule, right? And the idea is, is that you may be able to take out 4% of your account value at age 65 you know, and, and take that amount out each year and, and adjust it for inflation. And then, you know, it should last you through your life expectancy, right? That's the Reader's Digest version of the of the 4% rule. Well, I mean, in today's environment, interest rates are significantly lower that the 4% rule is now probably more like the 25 to 3% rule, right? So you start thinking about that and it's like, well, what does that really mean? Well, let's just, let's take an example. If you had $100,000, and if you were able to take out 4% a year, that means it would create 4% or $4,000 of income. If you were taking out 3%, it would make $3,000 of income, right? And so we, you know, for, you know so they, what if you had 200,000? What if you had 300,000? What if you had a half a million or what if you had more? So when you start thinking about it, it's like, well, you know, if you put, you know, let's, let's just hypothetically say you had, you know, $300,000 in, in an account. Okay, and let's say that it made 10% return. Well, now suddenly that 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 $300,000 account now has a value of of $330,000, right? And you say, well, $30,000 that was a good return. That's a lot, you know, for some people that's a lot of money, right? Well, it's not an insignificant amount of money, but one of the questions you have to ask yourself is how much income can that extra 30,000 create over your lifetime? And when you start thinking of it in those terms, it might not be as much as you thought it was. And then you have to ask yourself the question, well, how much risk did I take to try to get that extra return? And what if it had gone the other way? If I'm taking more risk, then if, it, then if the bottom falls out and my account value loses a significant amount, then, you know, now where am I? And so when you start thinking of it in those terms, when you start thinking about distributions and how are you going to take income from these accounts that you've that you've saved, you know, for in retirement, you you, you start to begin to think in, in a different way of uh, in a frame of, OK, I need to think in terms of how much income can this produce and what's realistic. And by taking extra risk, 
it may not be anywhere close to the, you know, to the reward that you think it is, you know, in a lot of cases. And we've got to do that analysis and really make the determination. Does it make sense? And, and obviously chasing after return, particularly if your uh, time horizon is really short, is really a dangerous game. Are you with me, Walter? I'm with you, Glenn. And uh, obviously, we covered a lot of ground today with these pre-retiree mistakes, and it just underscores there's so many different ways to take a wrong turn in your financial plan, and you want to try not to take those wrong terms. The problem is we only plan for retirement one time. You only go through this really once in your life, and so you don't really have previous experience to draw on. To counter that, Glenn has helped hundreds of people uh, walk through this conversation before and put together financial plans. And folks who have been able to um, you know, get well prepared for their retirement and financial future. So he has seen the mistakes made from folks before who have already made them and then come into the office. He's been able to learn from those folks over the years and help his own clients avoid those kinds of mistakes. So learn from the mistakes uh, of others. Make sure that you don't repeat those mistakes as well. Reach out to Glenn if you want to have a conversation about your specific financial plan. And you can meet with him in the office or remotely, have a video call conversation as well. 336-291-3535 is the number. 336-291-3535. You can also go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page and schedule your time to meet there. Glenn, thanks for all the help on the show today. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll have another good episode lined up next time. Thanks a lot, Walter. Take care now. All right. You do as well. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Yeah.